Welcome to another episode of Strange Places. I'm your host, Tom Allen. Each episode, I sit down and chat with interesting new guests about their travel experiences, along with many other topics. Every episode has something totally new with fresh perspectives from different types of travelers. I learn a lot from hearing stories and tips from travelers who do things a little differently than I do, and I think you will too. Strange Places is brought to you by FlightsMachine.com, a service that sends you incredibly cheap airfare deals for your home airport. With deals like 315 round trip to Venice, Italy, or 280 round trip to Hawaii, you can save hundreds each time you book and use all that leftover money on the actual trip. Visit flightsmachine.com slash strange places for 50% off your first six months. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Thanks for joining us. Okay, I'm here with Phil Monson. Uh, how's it going, Phil? It is great. How are you? Doing well. <laughs> uh, I've got a little bit of a cold this episode recording, so I am going to be struggling a little bit. So apologies to you listeners in advance. Uh, Phil, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, tell us tell us what you do. Sure. So Phil Monson, and I run a a very small company, <laughs> uh, which I hope to hope to grow much more, called Entrada Outdoor. And our whole focus is on promoting outdoor awareness and ethics, where I have seen a, a dramatic shift in outdoor popularity, outpacing outdoor awareness and ethics in our social media age. And my the whole purpose of founding the company was to be able to help people understand wilderness ethics and to take responsibility while they're adventuring to leave it better than they found it. I felt that a lot of those, those, you know, tenets that, that we had learned when we were kids and growing up and have, have carried on, have, have gone away. And, and so this is a, a platform for me to promote that and, um, more nature stewardship, uh, Beyond that, and and more importantly, I'm a husband and uh, a father to two awesome kids, and um, I did not, I, I wasn't born in Utah, but I I claim that I'm I'm from here, uh, lived here for, um, well since ninety ninety five, so I think that qualifies me as being <laughs> from here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean that's uh, that, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. I I like to always state that I'm a non-extremist environmentalist, mm-hmm. <laughs> meaning, you know, when when people hear the word environmentalist, it, it almost has been portrayed in a, in a negative light now, or you're, you're automatically put into, you know, the, the isms, or you are um, on, a, on a fringe, which is certainly yeah. not the case. Um, what I mean by that is I'm I'm not chaining myself to a tree or or inciting political violence or or anything like that. It's just yeah. simply not going to bomb any. Uh, yeah, not, or, not, or, none yeah. of that. I I'd like to promote positive change. Uh, it's just simply I I care about uh, our our public lands and our wild places. I enjoy going to those uh, places that I deem as as sacred and want my children to be able to grow up and enjoy those places as well and and 
for others to enjoy them in in a pristine way uh, and just simply asking people to you know don't vandalize the parks don't carve your name into the sandstone nobody cares about your instagram handle and uh, I, i've started the campaign of, of cleaning up your shit can we yeah can we do that <laughs> yeah that's um, fine uh, it's me you gotta worry about yeah that, so. <laughs> uh where uh just encouraging people to leave it better than they found it and um you know we've only got one planet so yeah. we might as well take care of it <laughs> yeah so with your new company did you quit your job to start that uh no no i'm still gainfully and, and thankfully employed um yeah. i i still do uh you know the the nine to five and and have a great employer who's supportive of of what i do and uh i make sure to to keep those lives separate of course and and, and respectful of of my time that that's there and then you know as soon as uh <laughs> the old punch punch card is is done then i'm i'm back to the grindstone and it's a lot of late late nights um you know i got to make sure i i balance things correctly with making sure my my wife has time and my kids are are paid attention to and are are able to have their dad around and the and the things that are important to them that's that's very important to to yeah. me and but when the wife goes to bed and the kids are in bed it's you know from kind of 10 o'clock till one or two in the morning i'm designing or or promoting or 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 thinking of uh ways to continue to not only grow the company i mean of course that that's one goal but the main goal behind it is is the why is is the messaging and yeah and what can i do to help spread that positive message of good change uh for for folks and so yeah it's a lot a lot of late nights but it's it's worth it it's something that you know when you're passionate about something it it, it doesn't feel like you're spending a lot of time or late nights, except for in the morning when you wake up and you're like, holy cow, it's, <laughs> yeah. I didn't sleep. <laughs> yeah. That can be tough for sure. So how did, uh, how did all of this get started? Um, perhaps with you, you know, falling in love with the outdoors and, sure. and, you know, starting to feel this way about the environment and right. what, what really spurred these actions of, of wanting to protect the environment. Yeah, great question. So, I mean, I think it goes back to when I was, you know, in Scouts. I, I grew up in in Portland, in the Portland, Oregon area, and had a very impactful leader. I probably wasn't the the greatest Scout back then. I probably caused a lot of lot of headache for him. But but the lessons that they taught me have have very drastically impacted yeah. my life. I mean, one one quick story anecdote is. Um, I remember we were hiking in the Mount, Mount Hood wilderness and we came across a, a camp that was obviously used the night before and, and vacated by the time we got to it. And it was, it was pretty trashed, um, probably tame compared to what we would find in a campsite today, unfortunately. But, you know, the left leftover food, the, mm-hmm. the, the food wrappers, the cans and, you know, whatnot uh, was definitely left behind. And I mean, we're, you know... I don't know, 12, 13 year old kids wanting to just get done with the hike and get to our camp and play night games and have fun. And I remember our, our uh, scout master stopping and said, 
boys, we've we've got to leave this place better than we found it. You know, it's that old kind of mm-hmm. scout scout uh, uno- the unofficial scout motto. And we kind of complained a little bit and gruffed as, as yeah. young teenagers do, but we did. We cleaned up the camp and we had to take that garbage and put it in our already heavy packs, which was you know kind of a pain. Yeah, <laughs> cleaning up garbage isn't isn't fun for anybody. No, but uh, we d- we did feel better afterward and it was great to to give back to those places and so that that is a lesson that has always stood out to me and and something that has been instilled in in my psyche and my way of being for a very long time and it's something that I continue to do uh, to this day and I think what the the real catalyst for starting this was you, you know I I don't blame well, I don't know. I don't know how to, it's, it's a delicate thing. Cause on one hand, I, I do attribute a lot of what is going on and what I'm seeing to social media and the rise of the popularity of the, of the outdoors. And it's getting a lot of, yeah. it's, it's a double-edged sword. It's getting a lot of people outdoors, which is great. I mean, I'd rather see people outdoors than playing Fortnite for 36 hours straight, you know, it's, totally. Um, but uh it's on, pulling the people out that normally wouldn't right, be there right which is great i mean the, their public lands are here for everyone that's what <laughs> the whole idea of you know for the benefit yeah. and enjoyment of the people um but there is a lot of folks that are going out there that just have no idea how how to conduct themselves in the outdoors yeah they didn't have that scoutmaster Ex- exactly what was his name do you remember mike baird yeah mike baird yeah that's I even, mike yeah, thank you, Mike. I, I even uh, tracked him down and had had been out of contact with him for a long time, but was yeah, able to send him a leave it better than you found a hat, which is which was fun. And that's exactly the type of thing that I I think can be so frustrating is it feels like this huge insurmountable problem, mm-hmm. but little things here and there really do impact yeah. people and they leave impressions on on people and yep. Um, it's funny that so many people believe this stuff to be common sense and it's not, you know, yeah. like protecting the environment and not leaving trash in the mountains <laughs> is apparently not common sense, you know, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a problem. So yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a really great point you bring up is that, you know, it's bringing a lot of people outdoors, mm-hmm. but at the same time, these people may be from, you know, just straight up from families and things that haven't spent time outdoors. And they don't realize that it's not the city and, you know, there's, there aren't street sweepers and things out there. Yeah. I mean, I don't condone throwing your litter on the street. Anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) People do in front of my house all the time, but yeah, it's a very different environment. You Mm -hmm. know, you, you throw your trash on the ground and it becomes part of an ecosystem. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and to that kind of further, I, I just saw more and more news stories coming out of public lands being vandalized. And, mm-hmm. you know, one story that came out that was that was pretty shocking should should be a, be of concern to any U2 fan. But the the iconic Joshua tree that was yeah. on the, you know, somebody went and cut that down. Yeah. Um, stories of. The, the the constant and pervasive vandalism that mm-hmm. hit, get hit in you know especially southern Utah and Arizona with with the very delicate sandstone formations people want to carve their 
name in there. And yeah, they, on and, top of petroglyphs. Right? Yeah, well, and, and, and to that crazy. point, you know, then they argue, well, the Native Americans did it. So what's uh, the yeah, big deal? Yeah. And it's like, well, for one, it's now illegal. So, it, it you know, there's that. But two, yeah. uh, they use that for very different purposes. They didn't have pen and paper or text messaging like we had. You know, there was mm-hmm. very specific purposes for that. And it, it, it's very telling and frustrating when that's the argument that you come back with. So, you know, I was down in Southern Utah um, witnessing uh, the vandalism firsthand in a lot of slot canyons that 10 years ago were off the radar. You know, yeah. nobody knew about, you know. Totally. When I say nobody, you know, the the masses didn't know about these places. Exactly. Blue John yeah, and stuff I mean, like that. Yep. You know, Zebra, Peekaboo, Spooky mm-hmm. down in, in Escalante. And and now they're they're riddled with you know hearts and love notes and kind of like what people do to carve into as, the aspen trees. Yeah. It's uh, people leaving their Instagram handles, and it just became so frustrating. And then to see all these news stories about people that you know just the the park service and the forest service are just they're overwhelmed. They, they yeah. cannot keep up with it. They can't keep up with the vandalism. They can't keep up with the littering problems. It's the, you know, the the trash that piles up in the, mm-hmm. you know, not only the canyons, but the campgrounds. The campgrounds are just completely trashed. And it's like, you know, what, what is going on? And so that was really the catalyst for me to say, you know, you know I can kind of scream and yell about this. I'm, I'm just one person. But, you know, what if that, that was the whole why of starting, you know, I was already into design and, you know, I sort of love to design kind of national park stickers. And you, you just recently started designing though, right? Yeah, Within it's been, last, been about a like, year and a half. Yeah. A year and a half. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> well, that's, that's where a lot of the late nights pay off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, for those listening, if, if you, you should check out Phil's designs. Uh, he designs all of the stuff for yep. Entrada. Um, go and check him out. What's the website? Just entradaoutdoor.com. Yeah. Go and check it out because a year and a half of learning graphic design has gone a very long way. <laughs> um, this dude's been uh, burning the midnight oil, yeah, you can tell. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, the whole idea was that, you know, can I create, you know, I, I, have you ever listened to Simon Sinek start with why? No. What? That, that that book's incredible. That, that's life a life-changing book. That That's one book I... But people are like, oh, you know, what books are you reading or would you recommend that? That's probably always number one. And that's like a self-help book, right? Kind uh, of. It's kind of a, yeah, it's like a self-help slash. Um, <coughs> Sorry, I know that term is kind of demonized. It, no, at this point, it's uh, like business improvement. It's just yeah. the whole, it's the idea of why, why are you doing something? Yeah. You know, it's not, I, I meant it, to, like, no, my why is to make money. No, that is a. A consequence of your why, um, mm. you know, our why is to, you know, we are here. Our reason for existing is to encourage outdoor awareness and outdoor ethics and stewardship. Yeah, and we just happen to make hats and shirts and stickers and things like that. Yeah, um, that the hats and shirts and stickers is, isn't isn't the why, but it's the, it's the what we do. It's the consequence of of how you accomplish that. And then people purchase those things because they believe in our why. Mm -hmm. And then they are part of the, our purpose, our cause and our belief. And then the idea is putting out this message of 
what I've basically coined or or our tagline is adventure responsibly. Yeah. And the tenets that go in behind into that and that these people that when they purchase an Intrata outdoor product, they're part of a belief system within that. And then they go and promote that. And then people can ask, well, you know, adventure responsibly, what is, what does that mean? They have the ability to continue and, and perpetuate that, that message. And then as well as I, I thought about, you know, what, what more can I do to help? And, you know, you know, you work a job and, and that job for the most part goes to providing for a family and, and, and all those expenditures in life. And, you know, sometimes there's, you know, there's only so much you can do when it comes to charity and, and, and giving back, which isn't, you know, sometimes unfortunate, but, uh, a, a big part of, in Trot Outdoor is that a, a, a portion of the proceeds goes to the National Park Foundation, which is the, you know, the, the official recognized charitable yeah. arm of the national parks. And it also goes to providing and, and paying for materials to lead, leave it, what I call leave it better ev- events, yeah. or, you know, cleanup events and, you know, providing gloves or, or trash bags or, you know, safety vests for, for people that I know that I need along. to get out to one of your events. Yeah, man. So <laughs> yeah. If, if anybody wants to be part of one of those events today, just like get in touch with you via Instagram or do you have like a, a mailing list or what? Yeah. Instagram is, is probably the best <clears throat> right now where I will like, you know, I, in, in the next couple of days, I'll be talking about uh, an, an Earth Day event. And I know it's cliche to Oh, we're going to do something on Earth Day. Every, you know, every day technically should be. Yeah, that's Earth greenwashing, day. <laughs> Phil. It is. No, I'm just. But kidding. Uh, that is the biggest greenwash day of the year. Yeah, though, oh yeah, sure. ab- absolutely. And if it, look, if it get people talking about it and and excited about it, then absolutely, I'll I'll take. Yeah, but of once that. a year, it's it kind of f- is frustrating mm-hmm. too because it it reminds me a lot of the issue with air quality in Salt Lake. Like this year has been a really great air quality year in Salt Lake and there hasn't been a problem. So no one has talked about it. So like most winters, you'll see this huge political discussion on Facebook. Lots of people engaged talking about it during the months of January and February and March, I guess, usually when the, when the air quality is ridiculously bad. Yeah. And, and then in the summer, it just stops, you know? So yeah, the, the challenge is really pushing forward on, on stuff like that. How do you keep the conversation all year going? round? Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, and that's been, you know, I, <clears throat> I don't have a, uh, a gigantic following on, on Instagram on my, on my personal page, but yeah, I, I still try to take it as much advantage of, of that following. And, and I hate the word influencer and i certainly do not count myself in that <laughs> in yeah that, well in that I mean, word but you know it, um i i go and, and regularly do cleanups even just by myself and then i i share i'm like look if you don't think this is a problem then i challenge you to think yeah. again i mean a, a great example is in september of last year i organized our first real cleanup, which was up Big mm-hmm. Cottonwood Canyon. And that, and the impetus for that was my family was up there. We had, you know, just gone up to the one of the day use areas and just noticed immediately like, holy cow, look how much garbage is, is mm-hmm. left around. And 
I was like, you know, this would be a great place to, you know, it's easily accessible. Everybody in Salt Lake, you know, knows where Big Cottonwood is. It's, it's a quick place to meet. Mm-hmm. We can come up after work. You know, it's uh, September, so there's plenty of daylight. And we can all get together and, and do something. I, I kind of was, was worried that um, I was going to be the only one <laughs> that showed up. Yeah. Uh, you know, just looked like a, like a crazy guy along the side of the road picking up garbage. But... Uh, you know, a little over 20 people showed up and in an hour and a half, we, we filled over 30 bags full of, yeah. of trash and, and, um, you can pick up a crazy amount of trash yeah, in, it's wild. in two hours. It, it's right? wild. And, you know, I mean, that place was pristine. I mean, we, we scoured, you know, we we're getting under trees. We were, we were getting everywhere to, yeah. get, to get the bottles and, and whatnot out. And then, you know, winter hits of course. And, and that kind of opens up the ski season and not a lot of people are, are, are camping or using the, the mm-hmm. picnic areas when there's five feet of snow on the ground. Um, but as that melted and then, you know, just at the V, uh, kind of the very beginning of April, I, I went up and was actually trying to do some, some product shots and, and I was just floored that it was packed full of garbage again. It was the same. Yeah. 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 And so, uh, you know, I did my shoot and then, and I normally carry a garbage bag with me. I, I had switched my wife cars and so I didn't have the stuff. So I, I went back, we, we live pr- fairly close to the base of the, of the Canyon. So I went back, got my gloves, got the garbage bags and it, you know, I didn't, I didn't have much time, but I still filled like three bags worth of garbage. Mm-hmm. And you know, the thing to think about is, you know, that's the watershed and that's where majority of our drinking water yeah. comes from so you've got dirty diapers you've got tires you have there's a mattress and you know just all these things yeah. it's ridiculous and and um so i cleaned that up um left it looking really nice and then literally went up um about two days later and it was trashed again yeah and that's where i've been really pushing you know, in a positive way, I try to make, make, make it kind of fun and whatnot, but still firm of, um, trying to reach out to the governor, Lieutenant governor, you know, Mitt yeah, Romney, why not? Hilarious. Uh, yeah, um, just these guys to let them know that there, there's a problem here. Yeah. And, you know, haven't gotten any, any response. Well, I, Herbie's not going to help you. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm he's, not surprised at that, but he's what was, definitely not a friend of the environment. Yeah. What, what was funny is, um. Spencer Cox, Lieutenant Governor, was on. He's on X ninety six every Wednesday when when the, when they're in session. Oh yeah. And and somebody, and, and you know he's kind of there to you know he's got a open office hours and he'll take questions from people that call in or whatnot and and uh, somebody wrote and said hey how come you're ignoring Phil Monson <laughs> on, <laughs> on Instagram or or on social media and uh, about our our litter problem that we have in Utah. And his response was, well, you know, Utah is, is actually recognized as, as one of the cleaner states. And, you know, we really don't have... He's talking about the cities, though. A, a, because exactly. people do come to Utah and they're like, wow, the streets yeah, are so clean. the streets are so clean. But then you get out and... Yeah, and I think he he had a little bit of a, of a misunderstanding there, but uh, he still hasn't responded, but he sounded like he was open to some sort of anti-litter campaign to go on again. Because yeah. it, it's... It's needed. I mean, they're, you know, rather it's ignorance, you know, just a complete lack of education or, or it's apathy. Something needs to be yeah. broadcast. And I, and I certainly am not of the notion that, 
people need to be legislated into good behavior because I don't think that that um, well, it definitely can help. <laughs> I mean, definitely people can you know, hey, you're going to get a ten thousand dollar fine if you're caught littering. Um, yeah, I mean, I personally, I think that would go a long way, and, and it, I don't and, think there's yeah. enough signage like. And exactly, and, I, and that's where I'm kind of coming is like. I would love to see more of, of awareness campaigns, signs at every trailhead, you know, bringing awareness. Even if education. it's a completely fake fine, it would work. Yeah. Like if you just said $5,000 hey, yeah. fine for, for marking the rocks mm -hmm. or, um, you know, $1,000 fine for littering, something yeah. like that. Even if you don't enforce it, the signage alone will quick, uh, make a huge impact yeah. on that. Yeah, something um, something definitely needs to needs to change, and that's yeah. where I've I've been focusing a lot of a lot of efforts. Is it's so bad? How do we? Do I that? mean, especially hikes that are um, kind of like Gumby hikes, you know, where people Absolutely. are coming out yep. that don't really do much hiking, right? And they bring a sharpie or a graffiti pen, yep. and they write on the rocks. The living room's a really, really bad one. Yeah, exactly. It's um, it's always the very easily. And you know, I had a discussion with somebody about this. It's like, oh, if you do a backpacking trip into the Teton Range, you're not going to see that. Well, you're exactly right. You know, because your average yeah. day hiker that doesn't have any experience, hopefully, <laughs> isn't going and, and doing those hikes. But you know, you, I, I, I keep using Big Cotton Canyon as an example, but because it's a it's a very relevant one. Um, the day use areas there, like uh, Ledgemere and Dogwood, yeah. are very accessible. They're right off the side of the road. It does not take any amount of experience to go there. Mm -hmm. um, they've got great facilities, and a lot of people go there. And so, what's gonna, you know, that's the natural thing that happens. Unfortunately, is a lot of people go. A lot of yeah. people don't have the awareness, and then they just leave all their all their crap there. And so absolutely, it's it's definitely those, uh, the easier hikes, the more ex easily accessible places. But then the problem is like in the national parks where they're more and more geared to being easily accessible, mm -hmm. like, you know, in yeah, arches, more, I mean. More roads are getting built yeah, all yeah, the time. Yep. And just, and then more and more people, I mean, the post from Zion today on their Instagram account, I don't know if you saw that, it was just. Mm -hmm to see the crowds they're already just it's like mind-boggling yeah it's just it's just wild it's the number one or two most visited park in the u.s right? yeah yeah and it and it just grows yeah. every every year and for good reason i think it's, it's number two but yeah. it's like on track to overtake yosemite right uh i think the number one is uh, or is it not yosemite uh yosemite's in the top five i think it's i think hmm. it might be number two um Great Smoky Mountains is number one, and mm. then Zion is top five. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But I thought it was one in the top it, two. It's it's still, it's crazy. It's just Damn. wild. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the stories that come out of that are just bizarre mm -hmm. and weird. Like that guy who was a bodybuilder Instagram yeah. guy who like wrote his uh, suspense Instagram. Yeah. yeah, suspense. And it's funny because that was handled so poorly by the people who lashed out against him as well. You know, we're like, yeah, <clears throat> I mean, it's, it's definitely a stupid thing, but like mm -hmm. I said, I think for that guy, 
it just isn't common sense and it didn't click for him that he was doing something wrong at yeah, that point. That's a great example. That's a great story. So it's, it's, and it's good to bring up that it kind of goes both ways. One, you have a guy who is just being dumb, clearly did not know. I mean, he, yeah. you know, he wrote me cause I, 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 I wrote him private. Yeah. I'm like, dude, the storm is coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> like people are going to lose their minds and it is best to get ahead of this and, and contact the Rangers, fess up to it and ask what restitution you can make. And he's like, yeah, I, I absolutely. And he's like, he was very appalling. He's like, I, I had no idea. I saw other people doing it mm-hmm. and just kind of thought, oh, maybe that that's what, you know, you know, and that, and that's where the lack of education comes from. It's like, okay, you clearly don't know outdoor ethics or wilderness. Yeah. Ethics, I mean, it's so almost like that. people need a license to hike or something. It's wild. Yeah. Or to visit the national parks, which <laughs> sounds insane. Like a litmus and, test. <laughs> well, just, I mean, basic education about, you know, don't carve your name into things because right. it's going to be there for however for how long. long. Yeah. And um, I definitely can't necessarily blame people for doing it. Because it seems so harmless. Like it seems harmless, and people want to make their mark. I mean, and it's it, yeah, it's romantic. It's like yeah. teenagers; they're mm-hmm. carving their initials into something, even though they're going to break up in like three months. And yeah, um, but I definitely can. You know, it takes the perspective of just seeing that um, they don't understand geology, or you know, just, or just that things are going to yeah. stay for so so long and yeah. how tiny of a blip they are in right. the scale of all this yeah in the grand scheme of things so and, and you know and to the to the flip side of that and this is where kind of you know i've written down you know when i think about my brand with entrada and the message you know it's a positive change positive reinforcement that's that's the yeah. way to go and where i do disagree <clears throat> on a lot of people and i understand the passion look like i I get it. I get fired up and oh, yeah. I get very upset about it. But death threats are not the right way to go no. about it. Threatening people and their families. And that's what that. happened to Suspense Fitness Absolutely. and the, the Dutch guy who carved his name at, mm-hmm. um, where was it? Horseshoe Bend, I believe. Was it Horseshoe or was he? No, he was at... Um, Dead Horse? Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, Goosenecks okay. in uh, Goosenecks State Park. Yeah. yeah. And he like... Well, carved his name or wrote it. And then everyone was, <clears throat> you know, the typical kill yourself yeah, comments, go jump, which you know. is never okay to say to <laughs> <Nope>. anyone. Just <laughs> no. don't say that. Yeah. Anyone so it, it, go, it goes both ways. I don't think, I think bringing awareness and going about the proper channels. Like if, mm-hmm. if somebody's clearly out of themselves and has displayed what they've done, there's the uh, special agent, and you know the national park special agent mm-hmm. that you can send those things to, and and they absolutely are the right way to go about it. Um, yeah, telling people to kill themselves or or uh, you know all those things are just dumb. But I I understand the the passion. Um, you know I think one another example of that is the the guy that was recently in in Corona Arch, and he was caught on camera and multiple people were telling him not to he was carving his his and his wife's initials with a heart yeah. into the arch and when he started getting called out he told his kids to go run back to the parking lot and take the license plates off his truck so it's like okay you clearly know what you're doing is wrong and now oh. you're in curtain now that's the lesson you're teaching your kid and then 
people posted his photo and said, do you know who this guy is? This is, you know, this is what he was doing. He's very blatant about it. And he was found and, you know, he's some pretty prominent uh, business owner of outdoor products (laughs) in Idaho Falls. And it's just like, oh my gosh. And, you know, he kind of came out and with a, an apology and said that he knew that that was wrong and he's going to be better. And it's like, are you, do you really care about that? Or is it that your business is now being impacted? Um, you know, and, and, and that it, it's just constant stories like that. And I, I fear what's going to be coming out, you know, now that it's starting to become peak season, yeah. um, what, what stories we're going to hear or what things I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to see, but civility, I think is a big, big thing to go education people positively educating others about wilderness ethics and and how to conduct yourself out there and uh that's a big big part of what i promote yeah that's awesome yeah i mean i'm currently writing an ebook and in that i'm talking about you know being a responsible tourist yeah. is kind of the yep. the ethics thing that I'm trying to teach. And I'm definitely not like a perfect example of, of anything. No No, one, nobody's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm trying to, you know, get some points across, but it definitely is hard to, to teach these things in a concise way. Yeah. And, and also to, um, to really get the point across of like, literally anything you do that changes the experience for the person coming down the path next Mm -hmm. is bad. Right. Yeah. And so the things that are very counterintuitive is like, you should not walk off of a trail. Mm -hmm. And that seems so, so basic. Um, so, or so like unimportant. Right. But it's, you know, you're one of, 10,000, 100,000, a million people. And if everyone walks off trail, it makes a big impact, especially in places with cryptobiotic soil Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But yeah, in this, in this book, I'm trying to get these ideas across in a way that is easy to understand, but also not so in depth that I bore people, you know, (laughs) or you burn, burn yourself out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't mind talking about it, and I do feel a little like self righteous because it's it's something that I could always improve upon. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's always slip ups. You know, the other the other week I was mountain biking and accidentally like went off trail into yeah. cryptobiotic soil, and I felt really bad. Right. But like most people would think nothing of it; they yeah. would just drive through that just stuff. All whatever. Day. Yeah. And that area was, you know. <clears throat> a highly impacted mountain biking area, mm-hmm. but, um, well, it's like yeah, the, it's... uh, you know, if you followed <clears throat> the, the, the pop, poppy, poppy, how do they, the, uh, the apocalypse of the poppies, whatever <clears throat> they, they had some clever name for it in California. It was, you know, they had a ton, they've, they've had, they've been in a drought forever and then they got a ton of rain and moisture and it just mm-hmm. made these poppies in the mountains just explode. It's, yeah. It's, it's incredible to see. Yeah. And it's like just, a super bloom, right? Yep, yeah, absolutely. And just the amounts of people that, that go in and, 
just oh yeah i remember all, you you took all, pictures of that yep or just, you uh posted some yeah, stuff yeah um you know there's trails they've put signs that's you know do not leave the trail stay on the designated trail all all, all these things and, unless you're an influencer uh, yeah clearly if you're an influencer yeah. you, can, you can do whatever you want that's sarcasm don't yeah. actually do that <laughs> um but that's the problem is there's a lot of these quote unquote <clears throat> influencers who lay down in the poppies and you know and it, you know, it's like people are you know, well they're flowers they'll they'll grow back yeah but then you look at and that may be the case if it's one or two people doing it mm-hmm. but then you look at the thousands and thousands of people yeah that have been going there because of instagram and and it, that there is definitely a correlation there and that now they've taken aerial photos of before and after what has happened and the, the place is just, it's just decimated. decimated yeah. yeah. And they even had to close it down for a while mm-hmm. because they just could not control the people. It's like, geez, Louise, that that's where we are as a, <laughs> as a species. We can't even be controlled. Um, and, and that does cause a, a lot of problems. And, you know, it's like, you know, <clears throat> you see these social media accounts that that post a, a fairly irresponsible photo maybe it's somebody that hung a hammock up on on uh, some red you know there's one that there's a there's a small arch um i, I think they call it, i can't remember what that is, like window arch or what something that you can look through it's on the way to delicate arch yeah. you can look through it and see and somebody hung a hammock up inside of that arch mm-hmm. you know and it's like Okay, you know, maybe one person doing that is not going to cause a huge issue. But yeah. now this big hub has shown it. The comments are all, "Oh man, I'm doing that. We've got to go. We got to go do that." Yeah. And then you get thousands and thousands of people doing that, and it's going to cause groove marks Definitely. in there. Uh, it could cause permanent damage to the arch. You know, just just these things that a lot of people don't don't think about and a lot of hubs have zero accountability you know they're just you know oh, how many likes can we get how much engagement yeah. can we get and, mm-hmm. you know and that and and that's a lot of you know going back to i get i get so annoyed by that stuff oh, it's, it's out of and you know what the ones that drive me crazy too are uh on instagram there's a lot of those um what are they like just weird people like sticking their hands into glue and glitter and <laughs> shit like that. You know what I mean? I haven't, I haven't seen too There's many of just those. insane amounts just of people weird. who just like basically waste stuff that is highly like nasty right. stuff so that they can make these like weird videos. And yeah, just it's the... like you just bought two pounds of glitter. You that is so so bad for the environment no matter right. how you gets out there and dispose yeah. of that it's uh it's it's doing it for the gram you know and and mm-hmm. and that is the, you know to your ebook and how to be a responsible tourist and my kind of promoting <clears throat> of, of adventuring responsibly i mean i've got several stories of 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 people that see something on instagram and then just think oh it's there's a parking lot and i can just walk walk to this place like one, yeah. one example is <laughs> this is great um we were uh, a couple of friends and i were out in, in escalante and it was it was may you mm-hmm. know and it, it's starting to get very hot <laughs> down yeah. there and we were we, we had hiked out <clears throat> to 
Zebra Slot Canyon, which is about a you know 13 mile drive down a, a pretty rough dirt road, which I heard they're gonna pave soon, but that's another story. Um, and then it's a, a three mile one way hike through a, a sandy wash. There's there's no shade. Yeah, it's difficult walking in sand, and three miles in in heat and we had gone early in the morning and then we knew full you know we've got the hats we've got plenty of drinking water to come back you know because it's going to be hot and um we were getting back to our car and and we're just about to leave and we we were kind of pulling out and we saw um some some folks in a car and you can just tell when they're like kind of concerned or yeah. or, or panicked Disheveled. or something yeah and we stopped and we just, you know, hey, is everything okay? And, and they said, <laughs> well, we're, you know, we're trying to get to Zebra Canyon. Where, where is that? We're like, well, you know, you're going to need to go about another five miles down the road. And, and, um, you know, then it's a, you know, clearly they've never been there. So, you know, then explaining it, look, it's a three mile hike. It's, a, it's in a sandy wash. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, you're, you're kidding me. We, we, we saw it on Instagram. We thought that you could just park to it and and walk there like you know maybe a hundred feet yeah and it's like no (laughs) like you're you're kidding me like you didn't do any research beforehand yeah you know then we started you know do you guys have water are you you know they just googled it and saw like a pin dropped on a road or something right yeah yeah well honestly they were their answer was we saw it on instagram thought it looked cool and thought we would we would just go there you know they had like flip-flops, I think, most of them for, hi- for hiking. <laughs> yeah. Um, barely enough water for, for one way in, let alone the hike. And, you know, yeah. it's already noon and it's, you know. you Hiking I, in sand is brutal. Yeah. Too. And and in the desert and the backcountry, your it's your cell phone doesn't work. You know, there, there was a story about a, a very sad story about a, a family um, a couple years ago that um, they got disoriented. And the dad went off to go and try and find help and got dehydrated and, and died. Yeah. And, you know, then the next day, luckily his family was, was found, but that's a very, you know, people think now with, with social media that, that there's really no danger. <laughs> it's like, no, there's still very real possibility. Yeah. I mean, look, three, three deaths in Grand Canyon in the last two weeks from people just being dumb. Yeah. You know, it's, um, you know, and to just, be to be fair, like some of these influencers actually know their shit. Like they're they're getting prepared can. and like sure. going out and going into like hard to reach places. So yeah, yeah. You know, and and to those kudos, and I and they need to definitely make more yeah awareness. Unfortunately, the 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 opposite is true of influencers that have no clue, and they have huge followings, and they do very dumb things. Yeah, <laughs> I would assume that's the majority. And the funny yeah. thing is, is none of them are willing to, to dirty their hands with actually protecting the places that they're taking these photos of. Um, oh, it's all, it's all like for I, likes. Yeah. And it's so insane. Like when I'm out traveling, I'll, I'll see them cause these people are everywhere now and yeah. it's, it drives me nuts. But, um, there was one girl in, where were we? Somewhere in Bali. And, Um, she was doing a big photo shoot. I mean, it was like, she had a crew. 
it, it was a big operation. I yeah. don't know who she was, but um, she's taken this, you know, glamour shot on a on a little like it's kind of like a wharf thing with a an inlet from the ocean, hmm. and <clears throat> it's set up perfectly to mask out this huge uh, just river of garbage that's underneath her right <laughs> right so she's got the glamour shot with the waves behind her but, yeah but um, to the side is just a river of yeah and i stopped and was like <laughs> hey you should really share a picture of that too it would right. go a long way and you know she was just like nah. and <laughs> ew yeah and it's like <laughs> when i'm traveling i i am not an influencer i don't have you know a lot of followers or anything but i like to post some of the raw stuff that yeah, I see absolutely. and people, sometimes people are shocked and mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, you know, this is what most of India looks like. Right. And this is what most of Bali looks like. Yeah. It's covered in garbage. So like people go to Bali and they think they're going to these pristine beaches. I couldn't yeah. even get in the water in most places because there <laughs> literally is, is a, a <clears throat> layer of garbage over the water. Yeah that is so disgusting it's like three inches deep or sometimes you know the entire thing is is solid garbage so. yeah and if you don't and you know that's the concern is <clears throat> if people don't think that's a problem then that's a problem like even you know utah clearly when compared to that isn't that extreme but i i kind of see it as you know any any litter is is a problem yeah um, and that's where even sharing what I have of, of the cleanups in Big Cottonwood Canyon and, and pointing out a lot of people are like, you know, they'll write me like, I, I didn't realize it was this big of an issue yeah. until you've started kind of pointing that out. And when there's more awareness than people are like, oh my gosh, this, there is a problem. And I, I can make a difference. I can go out and I can pick up a couple pieces of litter, you know, and, and uh, dispose of it properly or, or, or recycle it or whatnot. And yeah, it's, um, it's, it's definitely about awareness and how do we impact in a, in a positive way. Mm -hmm. So Phil, there's a lot of people probably listening to this podcast who are, um, interested in, in traveling and, yeah. and, you know, exploring the outdoors and stuff like that. What, uh, what tips do you have in terms of you know, things that people can, can keep on their mind and to, <clears throat> to try and teach others around them. Right. In order to, to help solve this problem to it, to a degree. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I've, I've, I've talked a lot about adventuring responsibly and kind of that as a, as a, as a tagline or, or, or a way of being. And I think maybe explaining that a little bit would help. I've, I've, I've kind of put out five tenets of that subject to addition yeah. <laughs> as, as time goes on. But the, the first one of that is to do your research beforehand. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't matter if you are going to, you know, maybe you're doing a staycation in your own state or you are traveling to Bali or somewhere far and exotic is, is to do your <clears throat> do your um, research beforehand. You know, get a a guidebook. Mm -hmm. Do a Google search. <laughs> you 
know, very, there's some very simple things that you, that you can do um, to facilitate in your knowledge before you go. And then, it, you know, that on, not only helps to um, help with, with the next tenant, which is being prepared, but helps to set your expectations. So, for example, you know, you're going to Bali thinking it's going to be, you know, maybe glamorous, exotic place, but yeah. then there's the garbage all over the place. Mm-hmm. So having an understanding of, of of a place is is key. Um, you know, understand what peak season is, understand the temperatures of, of the places that you'll be going so that you can, you know, be dressed adequately and have proper yeah. clothing and, and shoes and enough water and you know, all, all these type of things. Um, you know, one quick example was, I took my dad to the Narrows for the first time a couple years ago. And, you know, we were first ones off the bus, way ahead of of anybody else. I, I, you know, it was very clear that we were the first ones into the Narrows, right? Yeah. A couple, probably, you know, an hour, hour or so up up the river. And here comes this girl hiking downstream. And... Was it a ghost? Yeah, right? It's like, is this... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is this a, a, a paranormal uh, encounter? And my dad and I looked at each other like that's that's weird. And I, you know, obviously you can go up, you can get permits, yeah. and you can you can camp up up at the um, big springs. And so I kind of oh, clearly she's she camped and she's heading down now. And she was just disheveled, yeah, like very clearly. And we we stopped and asked her, you know, hey, are you are you doing okay? And she's like, do, do you know, do, do you know where? How far am I? And you know, you know, how long? Where's the visitors? So. Yeah, how long till I get back? And it's like, well, it's probably about about an hour or so. Like, are you are you okay? What's going on? And she's like, well, I'm from California, and I I really wanted to do this hike, and I went up and I and I camped, and and all I brought with me was my hammock, and mm-hmm. there's not really adequate places to hang a hammock up there, so she didn't have a tent, didn't have proper clothing, um, had the hammock, slept on the ground, on the cold ground. <laughs> and then her propane, oh, she didn't she didn't girl. check the levels beforehand, so she didn't have anything to eat, so she couldn't cook her food. And she was like, she just kept saying, it's the desert, I thought it was hot, it's June. It's like, well, true, but you're in the narrows, which you have 1,000-foot vertical walls that That's rarely see the sun snow, and you're in a river it's cold <clears throat> and it gets cold at night and i mean she was just i mean we even so, offered like hey do you need us to walk down with you and oh, she's like nice. no i think I'll, but that was a very clear and you have to swim right um in june was she in the subway or the narrow no she was in the narrow oh okay that's another story too yeah. <laughs> um <clears throat> of, of knowing where you're supposed to go there's i mean i've got stories of people <laughs> who were in the narrows thinking that they were doing the subway because they didn't think yeah. there was a difference. And so it's like knowing and having knowledge before you go makes you responsible and is going to give you a much more enjoyable experience than sleeping on the cold ground and then very easily shaken, you know, visibly shaken and trying to get, get back yeah. down. Um, and that leads to the second point, which is, which is being prepared. If you have a knowledge of the area, then the second point is you can be prepared you can have the water, you can have um, the necessary material. You know, if you're going in the back country, you can have your GPS. You know, you're, you know you're not relying on on a cell phone in case mm-hmm. there, is, there, there is a challenge. You have a first aid kit. You have all of these things, and that's been 
um, a problem is, is a lot of these people are just, are just going and showing up and they are completely under, under prepared. Yeah. Um, you know, those are the kind of the two, um, main, uh, is that me or is that you? I don't know. Is that coming through your, <laughs> the, the ding? Um, <clears throat> no. mine, mine's on, mine's uh, quiet. Sorry. Um, uh, the, the third tenet of it is to know the rules and regulations of where you're going. And that applies to everywhere, not only the wilderness, but especially traveling abroad. You, the last thing you want to be is, is the stereotypical idiot American that, that goes over and doesn't understand the customs, doesn't understand the area. Yeah. And you just, you just look poorly and you're, you're making being us a, look bad. Yeah. You're being a bad, a bad, uh, representation, yeah. but on, on a wilderness side is, is to know the rules and regulations. I can't tell you how many times I've, you know, I've had to be that guy and tell people, Hey, you actually can't stand on the arches. You, there is a sign right here that tells you that, you know, yeah. um, there's, there was a, there was a, a great account on Instagram called you didn't, ca- you didn't camp there or you can't camp there. I can't remember what it was, Yeah. but they were, they were calling people out. And so they got reported and taken down, but you know, people setting up a, a, a tent under delicate arch or on observation point and sign, you know, very clear places that you cannot camp or set up, you know, so you know, know what the rules and regulations are. Yeah. Um, if there's a, a place that's roped off or, or off limits, don't go there. Don't yeah. go behind the rope. And it's frustrating. It's like, oh, well, you know, that would be a, a really great shot right there. Well, you can get a really great shot probably anywhere. Um, don't do it for likes. Don't cross the rope. Don't don't break the rules just to get your, you know, your like. Um, and then especially if you're traveling abroad, you know, there's, there's been multiple stories, you know, many, many years ago, the, of the boys who graffitied in, in, uh, was it Singapore? I can't remember where, mm-hmm. where it was, but I mean, they got detained and they were caned and I think it was Singapore. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> that was, that was really funny and sad at the same time. Yeah, Cause absolutely. they, they got to a place and they were like, Oh my God, there's no graffiti. Yeah. Here. Let's graffiti. I'm going to be the first person <laughs> to ever graffiti in this country. Yeah. They don't know about it yet. Right. It's like, no chewing gum is illegal is, in right. Singapore because they don't, and I've they been think there. It's unsightly. There yeah. is no chewing gum there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, it sucks that like they didn't connect those dots, but yeah, at the same time, there's huge penalties in some places. So Abs- traveling internationally, you really need to know yeah, don't, what you're getting Don't climb into. on the uh, on the giant Buddha statue. <clears throat> That's an automatic night in jail, yeah. you know? Or people who have, you know, traveled with drugs in Thailand oh, or geez. Singapore or something like those places do not cut you they, any they have slack. A zero tolerance policy yeah. on it. Yeah. So knowing the rules can... Uh, you know, help you avoid jail time. Yeah, <laughs> or or being caned. Yeah, being <laughs> or a fine. I mean, the national parks they, they out of necessity, <clears throat> have had to really step up um, their citations and their and their fines. And you know, hey, save yourself some money and have a good experience, and and uh, let other people have a have a good experience as well. The last two, one is is uh, to leave it better than you found it. You know, there's obviously leave no trace principles and that's a very great organization they do a lot of good 
unfortunately, we are at a point in time where not everybody's doing that clearly. And so it's become the responsibility, unfortunately, of those who know better to leave it, leave it better. Yeah. Um, you know, listening to a, to a great book that was like, you know, talking, it's like, look, just because you didn't start something or, or cause a problem mm-hmm. does not mean that it isn't your responsibility. Like they use the example, if someone dropped a baby off at your porch and left and you open the door, that child automatically becomes your responsibility. You know, you, mm-hmm. ha- you, you are responsible to call the, the police or, or the local congregation, you know, whatever you need to do to, to make sure that this child is safe and, and cared for kind of the same deal. I'm not leaving garbage. I'm not carving my name in slick rock or whatever, mm-hmm. but because I know better, it is my responsibility. And so leaving it better is, um, a, a huge tenet of, of adventuring responsibly take a garbage bag with you, um, you know, it's very lightweight. It doesn't doesn't take any room in your in your backpack or or whatever you're. You know, have them in your car like I have. I've got garbage bag and garbage picker upper and and gloves and that I'm I'm prepared and I'm ready. Mm-hmm. That if I come across garbage, I can I can remove it and and take care of that. Uh, and the last one I I had originally put. You know, just don't be an idiot. <laughs> it's just kind of a a, a nice summary of. Uh, of everything, but I've, I've changed that to, um, not only leaving it better, but the, the fifth tenet, which is very important is to take care of others that may not be following these things. So for example, the, the girl that, uh, was coming down from the narrows, like, you know, we had extra food, we had some extra water, Mm -hmm. we could provide information for her to at least send her on her way and, and, and know that she would be, you know, she's, she's got food now. She's uh, got some energy. Uh, we gave her that information, um, helping people to understand the rules. It's kind of a, of a, a, like a pay it forward type, yeah. type principle. So those, you know, those are kind of my five main, um, tenets that I, I kind of feel that they all build on each other mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, yeah. Doing those things will help you be a better, a better steward of the land and a better adventurer when you, when you go out. That's very cool. Yeah, I think uh, I think that last one is um, really interesting because if you are not prepared, mm-hmm. you become a burden on someone else who yes. is prepared. Yep. And that happens a lot. I know Absolutely. one of my friends is a wilderness guide, and he was guiding a um, – I think he was out guiding, but he – he was like hiking down a slot canyon and some scoutmaster like jumped out of a corner and like attacked him and took his water, like tried to take <laughs> his water from him because he was so desperate. So that desperate. He, yeah, he was just like, Holy and he had God. like 10 kids with him. One guy clearly didn't. I mean, this and don't that, even get me started on the scouts, but yeah, they've they've gone a long way <clears throat> from what they were originally intended to be, which is which is sad. And that's not I mean. For the most, you know, I've had a great, I've always had great scout masters and, and, uh, have had a great experience there, but you do see a lot of dumb, there's a lot of scout masters that are just (laughs) so unprepared to be guiding and, or, or the ones that, you know, knocked over the, the toadstools in Goblin Valley. Valley. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was crazy. Or, uh, 
man, there's so many stories. The ones that fell a tree on a on a motorcyclist mm. on the Mirror Lake Highway and killed him. Oh my gosh, I didn't. So hear they that were story. they were cutting down a tree yeah. and they cut it into the highway <laughs> and it landed right in front of a motorcyclist. Of course, and killed him. Yeah, and yeah, just stuff like that is so. That's pretty bad. Mm. But mm. Um, anyway, we uh, I think we're gonna wrap it up. So okay. thank you for coming on the show. Thanks so much uh, for Remind me, me, it's uh, Phil Monson yep. on Instagram. Yeah, right? at Phil, P-H-I-L-L. There's two L's in there, Monson, M-O-N-S-O-N. Yeah. Yep. And I highly suggest you follow him. It's very entertaining. And he <laughs> we try to keep does weird voices and <laughs> hilarious posts about stuff. Uh, and then definitely check out IntradaOutdoor.com. Yeah. Thank right? you. Yep, and that's uh, – I always have to check it. That's, that's bad. E-N – T R A D A. I know there's some very variations out there with the D's oh, and the T's. Oh, okay. So, yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Entradaoutdoor.com. Yeah. Um, sweet. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for having me and uh, definitely appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Strange Places. If you like the show, please take a moment to leave us a good review or share this episode on social media or just tell your friends about it in real life. Imagine that. Each good review or share really does go a long way, so thanks in advance. You can also subscribe to get more episodes. Just search for Strange Places wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love to travel, you should check out flightsmachine.com where you can get alerts when flight prices drop at your home airport. Each week, you'll get alerts for huge drops in airfare to destinations in the U.S. and all over the world. Join for free or visit flightsmachine.com slash strangeplaces for 50% off your first six months of all-access membership. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.